1: Te Welcome to Hipuna Korero, where community is our inspiration, as we commence our journey to understand decolonisation and our collective commitment to earth and people. I don't care what Anna thinks, um, I'm going to change that soon because I still can't remember it. <laughs> the intent is all there, Kujawa Ho, and with me today in the studio, I've got Holly Snape from Community Waikato.
0: Oh, kia ora, <laughs> Kia Joe.
1: Um, welcome aboard. Today we'll have a bit of a chat, I think, because Community Waikato's been on this uh, Tiriti or Waitangi What Does Partnership Look Like journey for some time.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, you know, uh, well before my time as well, but I think, you know, with with new staff coming in and out and new board members in and out, you start somewhere, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you take three steps forward and two steps back and a side step and, you know, it, it's it's just been... I suppose um, it's not linear. Our growth and development sometimes does. Does that make some sense? That makes perfect <laughs> sense.
1: I, I mean, regular listeners to our show will understand that we, we we're always reflecting on where we've been and how far we've come, um, because we can't measure it. Mm. It's about relationships and learning, and that those relationships and that learning mean different. Things for each person in our team.
0: You're absolutely right, um, and because, and, and I like the way you talk about it being relationships too, because it, that's I think part of what connects it to being something that's ge- genuine and authentic, yeah. is that it is relationship based. Um, it is. It is individual though as well in that um, we as an organisation are on a journey but individually within our organisation we're also taking our own individual journeys and we're all at different stages of that. So there's a really interesting mix eh, of um, as an organisation where are you at, um, what are your priorities in terms of your learning and your growth as a team um, but then yeah, individually how do we support Um, each of our staff to progress their own journey so you know we have Māori staff who actually want to do much more in terms of um, their own te reo learning it would be inappropriate for just to bring us bring them into our beginners class for example.
1: That's right and it's a conversation we have a little bit at work and also with other organisations when we're facilitating their conversation around te tiriti and we'll always ask the question is is your staff Pākehā or Māori are there Māori staff within your team Um, to try and understand how we're going to facilitate that conversation and to ensure some element of, of safety Mm.
0: especially when we're talking about colonisation? It's, it's, really, um, it's really interesting. I saw um, Facebook should not be the place we go to for really deep and meaningful um, insights, but but there was a meme of all things that, that really struck me, and it's kind of what you're saying there, in that um, we as Pākehā can often talk in quite a clinical and academic way about colonisation and the impact of that but for others where it's a lived experience it's a trauma and Mm -hmm. we need to be really careful about how we engage in those conversations and how we might debate sometimes in some of those spaces because we do have really quite, and that's not to say we shouldn't debate and we shouldn't have opportunities to pull things apart and talk but I think as Pākehā, as um, a privileged uh, group within this community society um, we need to take special care to realise um, how much pain is association, associated with colonisation sure, I was been thinking about it recently actually because
1: I, I saw again I think on Facebook a discussion um, in an internal Facebook group around a uh, presentation and um, they were sort of laying out the scene and what the expectations of the participants in this discussion was mm. and, and it got me thinking about debate because we we have a tendency to debate and it is very Pākehā that, that everything is up for debate. And actually if we mm. if it's someone's human right mm.
0: if
1: it's actually an identity or a, or person, a lived experience or a lived experience, <laughs> then we shouldn't be debating that. Mm. Um debate is a political mechanism for for, for law and change.
0: But Society has somehow evolved into mm. debating people's lives. Yes, and I, I think it's easy um, to get into that, particularly if you're feeling defensive. Yes. And, and of course, a lot of um, what this journey is for us um, as a team is to spend time listening yeah. rather than speaking. I have so many examples of my white fragility, oh, yeah. I completely <laughs> own
1: the, the, yeah. the, the, you know the, all of the fr- fragile responses i 've ever made because yeah. it 's a long journey it like, is. Yeah. for me, this is more than twenty years of learning mm-hmm. plus plus my lived experience of life. And I can look back and see when things have happened.
0: And I'm sure there are still moments where you'll have like a spark of an emotional response to something. And now they're actually fantastic triggers to stop you and go... Spend some time reflecting. What's made me respond like that? I know, if my initial response is "How dare you!" Yeah, <laughs> then, then I need to check myself. <laughs> that's right. That is right. And it's. Um, I think when we can start looking at those emotional responses as uh, a trigger for something really positive, <laughs> yeah, you know, for learning, um, that's actually a great thing. And it helps us if you can take a moment and take a breath. It actually stops us being so reactive and yeah, you know, reactive to something that actually is probably meant for us to listen to rather than throw ourselves into.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing in the workplace too. So we try to foster this workplace culture where we can reflect openly on our learning Mm -hmm. and often um, people will be having one-to-one conversations about something that happened yesterday or their response because it's always Mm. about our response, not someone else's. Not someone did this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, this thing happened and I felt myself responding this and I was really annoyed and then I went home and now I've and thinking about it and I'm thinking that perhaps this is linked to mm. and then talking through um, privilege and experience and, and, and why something made us defensive rather yeah. than being open to because as soon as we're defensive we're not open to hearing that's right yeah it does shut the conversation down doesn't it yeah and even if mm-hmm. you're like not saying that you're or protesting it when you withdraw I know for myself if I withdraw and sit there stewing I'm actually thinking about it in my head yeah. listening
0: to the conversation yeah, yeah. and planning your <laughs> you response plan- planning how I'm
1: going to get one up on this one <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I think we've all been in that <laughs> boat
1: yeah. um, but it's a, it's a marvellous place to be in and we're really enjoying our work in this space one of the things that stood out for me around the community Waikato response to this work um, was the last um, um, big community Waikato Hui. Mm, the was, last conference we did the conference. Yes, yes. And was it? Was it? I want to call it strengthening communities, but it's the name of our conference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we've done rising to the challenge. We've done three. What was the last one? Oh, it was. Oh, strengthening through stories. Strengthening through stories. Yes, it was awesome.
1: And this. The keynote speaker, not, not only the 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 mm-hmm. and and the way that we were welcomed and the manaki of that occasion, and the the um um seeing your board leadership and and other mm-hmm. spaces there was was incredible. But the opening keynote speaker has been a keynote. Speech that I have referred to in my own learning, mm. in public forums that we refer to in staff training, that we refer people to yes. to the video to listen to it. So Annie Mackaydi and her um, um, herfakado around the space of community organisations triggered us, motivated us
0: to do the work that we do now. Well that's fantastic. Because if we got pushback as well as you can imagine, and we expected that. We anticipated some people would be very uncomfortable with the challenge she put out yeah. to community organisations, including us, Um, obviously, as community wakato. Mm. And that, you know, we, we, you know, a part of our journey, because it's so new, is that we're still you know at a three p's kind of place <laughs> you know in terms oh. of our treaty understanding and not moving um beyond that and understanding it actually from far more the tititi perspective, perspective which is not about three p's no um so you know and that challenges um i think was was really timely um particularly in terms of our growth and and development um i know A number of people felt really uncomfortable sitting in the room um, Mm. at the challenge that she put out to Pākehā organisations in particular. And we're quite proud of that because um, I'm proud that I had a board that was brave enough for that. Um, But I'm also proud of that because I think all of us understand that there is no growth in comfort. That's right. There
1: just isn't. You have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, And I think um, uh, the other day I was talking to somebody and the point I wanted to make was actually – for, like if we look at it from a whiteness perspective, unless there is discomfort, there is no change, yeah, nothing changes until white people are uncomfortable, yes and <laughs> yeah. and, and, and it 's blunt and um but that, that that's actually
0: the reality yeah yeah that's right yeah. um so so yeah it's been it's been a great journey, and it 's interesting you know as we were talking off air just before about um how we kind of wend our way on this—it's not linear. Right? It's not—we start here, we learn this stuff, we end up here. It's—it's um, it's actually ongoing, and we don't anticipate there will ever be an end to it. <laughs> you yeah,
1: know, I mean, I mean, we left that hui, and then um, you know, we started down this journey of like we're going to create this 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 uh, resource, and we're going to do this piece of work, and we're going to be a tangata tiketee organization, and we're going to be fabulous. Mm. Um, And then, as we embarked on that and we started um, reflecting and learning, it became abundantly clear that we were never going to accomplish what we set out to do and in fact what we set out to do was so pakia, so white so mm. like and then we we discovered resources around supremacy and then we're like the characteristics of a white supremacist organization and we were like that's us it's oh, yeah. really uncomfortable <laughs> maybe we should throw all of this out and just start again with the conversation and the relationships yeah so we really enjoy being able to say to people, now, there's no tick box solution. There's not a checklist or a cheat sheet that mm. you can have for this if you're going to have authentic
0: learning and engagement. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's really interesting. If we, look at, um, if we look at most Māori in New Zealand, they are, they are absolutely an example of bicultural People, you know, um, Pakeha I don't have the same level of comfort walking in both worlds. Yeah, you know, and um, I think for me, the dream would be um, everyone on my team having that comfort, um, and and having a diverse enough team. And and I, I, it was funny, I. I for this wonderful comment from someone at the Tyndall um, Foundation oh, recently, Cyril, yes. um, who, who does Māori engagement for, for them. Um, and he, he pointed out, and I just love this, that Māori are not diverse they're tangata whenua Mm. you know and and often that's what's thrown into you know diverse category it's a euphemism (laughs) you know um, for our Māori brethren but it's and he's absolutely right we I think it's one of those wonderful first steps is to recognise Māori as tangata whenua yep Um, then we look at how do we then diversify our boards tangata whenua just need to be there that's you right. know that's just there that's you yeah. know, and then we look at well how do we make sure we've got breadth of different cultural groups um different age groups, different sexuality or or it's gender fluidity or mm. you know or um you know just every even political ideology that's you right. know um sector different types of sectors, just all of those things that bring a wealth of different kinds of thinking to the table, but fundamental for us is um is shared values, so we want a diversity of thinking, we want a diversity of representation, but we need to to know i suppose that we have a basis of a shared um values and a shared goal
1: yeah so the, um our board recently uh had an all day sort of session talking through around their role in in our journey and um, the leadership because they've set it down they've set down a very big in our five year plan nice and so it's great so then they had to turn the gaze on themselves and go what are we doing um and we had a great conversation. I thought about inclusion and diversity, but also co-governance, Te Tiriti or Waitangi, mm. and who's who's at the table to represent somebody. Yeah. And what became clear is that Pakeha in the room thought that the Maori, the Pacific, the the queer, and the women were representing big groups of people. Yeah. Um, rather than actually, they were there as individuals um, contributing a diversity of thought. Yes.
0: And experience. Yes, that's right. Not coming with 30,000 voices behind Behind them them. because because each of these groups are not homogenous in themselves, eh? Well, that's
1: right. And it's like, well, we can have representatives, but how are you going to change your board processes so the representatives can then take all of this information and consult with these stakeholders? That's right. um, To to then feed back into this board process. Mm. And it's like, well, we couldn't do governance like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> ah, well you could, you just have to redesign how you do governance. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um so it was it was a really um interesting conversation. I think the biggest takeaway and and um and the thing that makes the board that I I work with exceptional in my view is that what they came away with was that we're good and and we're in a great place and we have good people here um who contribute great things the thing that we need to make sure as we evolve is that every new person that comes here um, and joins our board is safe Mm. and able to participate. Yes.
0: Yeah, so now how, as a board, um, have have your team gone about doing that, that creating that safe space and ensuring it's safe? Having the conversation. Mm. Being intentional about recruitment. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So um so the GoEco board um has done some awesome work so about 50% of the board are under
0: 35 Yes, great.
1: Yeah. Um uh, 50, uh, more than 50% of the board identifies as Maori. Uh there's Pacifica. Um there is more than 50% of the board who identifies woman or non-binary. Mhm. Um and yeah. So there's like nine. We never we, we never miss quorum.
0: Yeah, that's a, great. So fully engaged. So yeah, and I think
1: that level of commitment's really important as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah, so the conversations are good and come from
0: all of these different perspectives. If I was to ask you, jo, um, how does your board look now compared to how it looked, say, five years ago? Completely different. Yeah? Yeah. How's I, it changed, do you think? I think it's changed um, in terms
1: of ethnicity. Yeah. So... Uh, so it was predominantly
0: um uh, Pākehā, uh, male. Mm-hmm. Um older. That surprised me. I still I I imagined it was probably Pākehā female, just this environmental yeah, until, kind of isn't it no. funny? Yeah, but So cool. uh,
1: five years ago the board had uh, men from um oh, it, it, it had people who were farmers. That yeah, like had two or three farmers on there, someone from the petrochemical industry. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And um, uh, why <laughs> were they? Why were they there? Researchers and yeah, like like uh, science and research people. Yeah, it's really
0: interesting. Yeah, it's changed a lot. So it's changed uh, significantly. Yeah, and I can imagine that that um, and they were
1: predominantly
0: older. Yeah. Yeah, um, and. Did, I'm just sort of wondering how how the kind of tutility journey came about? Was it during their time that you started seeing change, or did you need to have the right thinkers on the board to start having those conversations? The
1: tetility journey came about um, twofold actually. there'd been um, requests from the team over the years. Um, And it was one of the first conversations that I was asked to address with the board when I came came in to GoECO. And uh, then the conversation um, was unsuccessful, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. way of describing it. And then it continued as the board um, evolved and people left and the new chair came on board and it was definitely a leadership from the board. So the chair at that time like in his own quiet beautiful way yeah uh, you know started that process of intentional recruitment yeah and then they opened up the conversation again again like you know when there were sufficient people yeah who who wanted to or
0: were open to, to the yeah.
1: conversation and open to change in the environmental space we're often critiqued mm. you know Around that and, and the environmental Taitao is such a hugely important part of uh, te Tiriti or Waitangi yeah. or even um, Te Ao Māori. Yes. Anyway, we better play a song. Otherwise, Mike will growl me. Okay. Yeah. We don't need that. We no don't one wants that. a no, Mike growling. We always want Mike to be happy. That's right. Right. So um, he's pretty when he smiles. He is pretty. <laughs> he is so pretty. We're going to play a song about a pretty man now. So that was the immigrant song, and that runs out, especially for our friend Mike. Yeah, Mike is our hero. He is the person that rescues me from from terrible things in the studio. And we were just talking about like, you know, pretty men. So it was like the Hemsworth brothers. Like, we went on a journey. We went yeah. on a journey. My yeah. queer self think they all look alike, um, but I can like absolutely appreciate that they're all pretty men. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, so thank you, Mike, for that inspiration. Um, and now we're just going to have a quick chat about what it is like to be on a board where there, there is no titirati partnership. Yeah. Or the journey's
0: just starting, maybe? Yeah, it, it's been really interesting. I, I sit on quite a number of boards. Um, and one of them that I sit on, it, it, you know, you walk into a room and it very obviously feels like this just yet, yeah, This is you haven't, we haven't started. <laughs> this is not here yet at all, and um, so, so it's really interesting as as a contributor wanting to perhaps shape and influence um the board enough to start open their mind to thinking this way. Particularly when you when you're on a board of an organisation that has an impact in Aotearoa New Zealand, um. And, and that includes Māori. Yes, you know, it, it feels to me fundamental that there's understanding of Te Awa Māori right through the organisation, and preferably leadership and decision-making, yeah. you know, um, and, and we're well away from that part at the moment. But I thought, you know what, there, my last meeting there I thought, I'd, I'm, I'm just going to put it on the table and say, you know, it'd be wonderful if we started thinking about doing a couple of things a little bit differently like opening and closing a meeting with a karakia and I tend to do non-religious ones I'm an atheist myself and Mm -hmm. so um, from my perspective I I don't tend to pray to a god but there are some wonderful opening and closings of meetings um, and it's a wonderful um, part like part of Maori culture which is about opening up a space to have a conversation that's right and then finishing that space yeah and and there's some real value in that. And so for me it's it's such a such a non confrontational part of a journey, eh? It is, it is actually. It's a it's a really um
1: uh simple way of starting Um, a journey and getting comfortable and um, you've just reminded me that's one of the things that Rob introduced when he first became chair of GoEco was that we will open and close with a karakia yes and then um, he got himself or the board elected uh, recruited a new person which was Louise Hart who became Mm. the deputy chair and and so there's this team of people who are like we will do this yes and this is how we will do it And then gently broaden that conversation and welcomed other people into it.
0: So it starts small. Um, Mm. You know, in our team, um, we always open and close meetings. And and it became really obvious that we relied on our Māori staff to do that. Yes. And so um, during COVID, when we were on Zoom and we had daily meetings, it's like, you know what? We're going to take a turn. A different person will take a turn every day to open and close. And after that eight weeks, everybody could open and close a meeting confidently and competently. And I tell you what, that in itself has changed people's willingness to step up now in a public space and say, actually, can we open? And I'm okay to do that. That's right. You know, and and so we then, I've started pushing that back to my board to say, because we've, our kaumata has done that. And I'm like, you know what, you need to develop some confidence around the table as well. And so we've started now on this other board, like I say, had nothing. Um, at the moment, no one else is um, feeling like confident, I suppose, to put their hand up to do it. And I yeah. thought, well, I'll open and close for the first few, and then we might start perhaps, I uh, might encourage us to say one together.
1: Yeah, one of the things I'm doing with um, the boards that I sit on now is preparing myself. So rather than, than asking if anyone is, actually being ready to offer. Yes. Because getting comfortable um, and, and doing the thing, I think, is one of the strongest forms of leadership we have available to us. Yes. And as Toiwi, we need to lead our fellow Tauiwi and Pakia into yeah. this space.
0: Absolutely. Well,
1: yeah. Thank you for joining us today. It's been awesome, as always. Oh, it's great to see you. And thank you for the invitation. And um, I highly recommend going and check out the YouTube of Community Waikato. If you can get Ani Makaere and the opening um, um, speech for their last hui, which was a couple of years ago now, I highly recommend it. as a great piece of learning and, and a good reflection on where we need to be in the community sector. Nama mahi nui kia We will talk to you next week.